Good morning and welcome to West. I'm so glad that you're worshiping with us this morning at Lake Norman High School or worshiping with us online. Today is a different kind of day. I am currently worshiping with about 30 clergy from our Western North Carolina annual conference at a church in Florida that is leading the way in doing new and innovative things so that the church becomes a, a true place of hope in our world. So I'm not able to be there with you this morning, but we wanted to do something really special today because it's a no huddles day and in about 20 or 30 minutes you're going to go out into the auditorium and actually do something that shows the love of Christ with others in our community. So we decided that we would actually video the entire message today. We are looking at our message series Faith in the movies or faith at the movies. We can learn some pivotal points about our faith just from cinema and entertainment in our culture today. Last week we looked at Sully, the movie, and if you weren't able to worship with us, you can find that message online for about two more weeks and then because of copyright laws we will take that down. Today we are going to look at Zootopia. Next Sunday we are going to explore the movie Fences with Denzel Washington, and then the final movie in this series is going to be American Sniper. So I hope that you will join with us in today in the next two weeks. I know that today is perceived as being a kids movie, but it actually has some relevant teaching points. And frankly, it's just a really funny movie. Even if you don't have kids, uh, I invite you to go check it out, or rent it, and watch it online. It is it is just really funny, and it talks about the power of stereotypes stereotyping and what happens when we stereotype people and how we can work through that and how we can continue to build healthier and happier relationships. I think in our country right now, we this is an important topic for us to talk about. So for the next few minutes, we're going to look at some parodies and uh, funny examples of stereotyping, and then hopefully we will apply it to our lives today. There are different kinds of stereotyping that exist in our midst. One is gender. Uh, the stereotypes that we wrap around men and women, we say men are strong and women are emotional, men are messy, uh, women are quick-tempered. Uh, those are just some of the stereotypes that we have about gender. We have racial stereotypes. I've heard the statements, you know, that uh, African Americans are good athletes. When we have a stereotype, what it means is you take an attribute and you apply it to an entire group of people, a general attribute to an entire group of people. So when we say that all African Americans or African Americans are good athletes. What we're saying is that that entire race of people uh, are are true to this one attribute. And frankly, that isn't true in any sense of a stereotype. Another is a cultural stereotype. So uh, a lot of times now, if you read news articles, you will see the statement that Americans are obese. Well, that's not true. I mean, there are people that struggle with their weight in all cultures. There's a culture that Asians, uh, the cultural stereotype that Asians like rice and are really good at math, that Jews are greedy, that Irish are a bunch of drunks, and I could go on and on. There are cultural stereotypes that exist as well. 
One of the stereotypes that we have in, in our local community is that we often parody a place of business for being slow and lethargic, and that stereotype actually made it into the movie Zootopia. So before we look at the points and the plot of the movie, I want to show you this one clip that is a, a perfect example of what a stereotype is. Take a look. Actually, I just remembered I have a pal at the DMV. Flash is the fastest guy in there. You need something done, he's on it. I hope so. We are really fighting the clock and every minute counts. Wait. They're all slots? Are you saying that because he's a sloth, he can't be fast? I thought in Zootopia, anyone could be anything. Flash, flash, 100-yard dash. Buddy, it's nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. Hey, Flash, I'd love you to meet my friend. Uh, darling, I've forgotten your name. Hmm. Officer Judy Hap, CPD, how are you? I am doing just Fine. As well as I can be. Hmm. What? Hang in there. Can I do? Well, I was hoping you could run a play for you. Well, I was hoping you could today. Well, I was hoping you could run a play for us. We are in a really big hurry. Sure. What's the plate? Two nine T number. Oh. Two nine T H D zero three. D. Mm -hmm. Zero. Three. Zero. Three. Hey, Flash, want to hear a joke? No! Sure. Mm. Okay. What do you call a three-humped camel? I don't know. What do you call a... Three-humped camel. Three-humped camel. Pregnant. <laughs> ah. 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 Ah, yes, uh, very funny, very funny. Can we please just uh, focus on the time? Hey. Wait, wait, wait. Priscilla. Oh, no. Yes. Flash. What? <gasps> Do. You call a three humped camel uh, pregnant. Okay, great, we got it. Please, humped. Just... Ah! 
Here. Yes, yeah, yeah. Hurry. You. Thank you. 290 HDs 3 Go. It's registered to Tundra Town Limo Service. A limo to Otterton and the limo's in Tundra Town. It's in Tundra Town. Way to hustle, bud. I love you. I owe you. The sloths are one of my favorite parts of the Zootopia movie. That is a stereotype that you and I possess in our brains, if we're honest with each other. Because we've had one or two bad experiences at the DMV, we attribute the DMV to being a slothful place of business, so much so that it made the plot of a movie. You know, just because we have one or two negative experiences doesn't mean that we need to lump that organization or perhaps a group of people or a gender of people together under one basic assumption. That's what a stereotype is, and that's when we get into trouble. We lose respect for one another, or we attribute negative things on other people just because of an assumption we believe to be true. The Zootopia movie is centered around a main character named Judy Hopps, and she has a dream of something that she wants to be as she grows older, a dream that she wants to achieve in her lifetime. But... Because of stereotypes that are applied to her and on her by the people that she loves, she finds it challenging to be able to pursue this dream. Take a look. Treachery. Bloodlust. Thousands of years ago, these were the forces that ruled our world. A world where prey were scared of predators. And predators an uncontrollable biological urge to maim and maul and opportunities. Yeah, I don't have to cower in a herd anymore. Instead, I can be an astronaut. I don't have to be a lonely hunter anymore. Today, I can hunt for tax exemptions. I'm gonna be an actuary. And I can make the world a better place. I am going to be a police officer. <laughs> Bunny cop! That is the most stupidest thing I ever heard. It may seem impossible to small minds. I'm looking at you, Gideon Gray. But just 211 miles away stands the great city of Zootopia, where our ancestors first joined together in peace and declared that anyone can be anything! <laughs> Judy, you ever wonder how your mom and me got to be so darn happy? Nope. Well, we gave up on our dreams and we settled. Right, Vaughn? Oh, yes, that's right, Stu. We settled hard. See, that's the beauty of complacency, Judy. Uh, if you don't try anything new, you'll never fail. I like trying, actually. 
What your father means, hon, is it's gonna be difficult. Impossible even for you to become a police officer. Right. There's never been a bunny cop. No. Bunnies don't do that. Never. Never. Oh. Then I guess I'll have to be the first one. Because I am gonna make the world a better place. <laughs> or, uh, heck, you know, you want to talk about making the world a better place. No better way to do it than becoming a carrot farmer. Yes! Your dad, me, your 275 brothers and sisters, we're changing the world. Yeah. One carrot at a time. Amen to that. Carrot farming is a noble profession. Mm -hmm. Just putting the seeds in the ground. One with the soil. Just getting covered in dirt. You get it, honey. I mean, it's great to have dreams. Yeah, just as long as you don't believe in them too much. Where'd the heck she go? Give me your tickets right now. I'm gonna kick your meek little sheep butt. Ow! Cut it out, Gideon! Bad, bad. What are you gonna do, cry? Hey! You heard her. Cut it out. Later on in the movie, Judy almost gives up on her dream to be a police officer. In fact, at one scene in the movie, she quits and goes back home to her parents and ends up selling carrots for a living. She feels like a failure. She betrayed her friend, and those stereotypes that have been placed on her throughout her life end up coming true. I believe at one point in the movie she says, maybe I am nothing more than a dumb bunny. Stereotypes that we place on other people are dangerous. Oftentimes when we hear something said to us over and over again, we believe that to be true. We start seeing with the eyes of the people who are projecting their own stuff onto us. And whether we want to admit it or not, we each possess our own stereotypes. This morning, as I was finalizing the parts of the message and I was thinking about all the stereotypes that exist in our culture today, racial, gender, cultural, I was trying to think about, is there any group that is uh, immune to stereotypes being placed on them? The one group that I could come up with, and forgive me if you're a part of this group for just a second, was the white Western male. I thought, you know, they don't, my husband Scott, he does not have any stereotypes placed upon him that are negative. And then I realized that just that thought alone, that white men in the Western part of the world don't have stereotypes, that within itself is a stereotype. We think that... Different groups of people don't encounter prejudice in our world. They really do. Jesus is the one person who saw without prejudice. And it's up to us to try to live like that. Prejudice existed in the early church when the Apostle Paul was writing to the church in Rome. He was sharing with them how they should go about living. They were struggling over what they could eat and could not eat. The Jewish Christians followed the rules very rigidly, and they thought that was their way of connecting with God. And then the Gentile Christians were viewed as lesser than because they did not adhere to the rules. So Paul writes them about what they should eat and not eat. Before I share the scripture lesson with you today of how Paul encourages us to just all be one and one in Christ Jesus, I want to show you one more clip from the movie. Now, this is a flashback to Judy's friend when he was growing up. He too had a dream. He wanted to be a, a Boy Scout and then he encountered some negative things when he was trying to achieve that dream that shaped him for the rest of his life. How do our words and our actions impact others? 
so that we end up shaping others, perhaps not in positive ways, but in ways that they find it difficult to be who they feel like they're called to be. Take a look at this last clip that we're going to see today of Zootopia. Never let them see that they get to you. So, things do get to you? Uh, I mean, not, not anymore, but I was small and emotionally unbalanced like you once. Har, har. No, it's true. I think I was eight or maybe nine, and all I wanted to do was join the Junior Ranger Scouts. So my mom scraped together enough money to buy me a brand new uniform because, by God, I was going to fit in, even if I was the only predator in the troop, the only fox. Okay, Nick. I was going to be part of a pack. Ready for initiation? Yeah. Pretty much born ready. I was so proud. Okay, now raise your right paw and deliver the oath. I, Nicholas Wilde, promise to be brave, loyal, helpful, and trustworthy. Even though you're a fox. What? Oh, oh. No, no! What did I do wrong, you guys? No! Please tell me what did I do wrong! What did I do? No! If you thought we would ever trust a fox without a muzzle, you're even dumber than you look. I learned two things that day. One, I was never going to let anyone see that they got to me. And two? If the world's only going to see a fox as shifty and untrustworthy, there's no point in trying to be anything else. Nick, you are so much more than that. Boy, look at that traffic down there. How about we go out to Chuck in Traffic Central? Chuck, how are the things looking on the jam cams? Nick, I'm glad you told me. The jam cams. Seriously, it's okay. No, 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 there are traffic cameras everywhere, all over the canopy. Whatever happened to that Jaguar? The traffic cams would have caught it. Bingo. Ha <laughs> pretty sneaky, slick. However, if you didn't have access to the system before, I doubt Chief Buffalo Bud is going to let you into it now. No, but I have a friend at City Hall who might. Nick, Judy's friend in Zootopia, says that if that's who people thought he was going to be, a sly fox, not really worth anything, then that's just who he would live into being. It wasn't until he encountered someone that loved him and cared about him for who he was, Judy ends up saving his life in the movie, that he began to see that he had real potential. There are lots of other clips that I could show you that show how uh, the creators of Zootopia depict Nick's self-esteem rising as Judy believes in him and actually does save his life. And then there are some clips in the movie where he becomes deflated because when Judy is confronted with some difficult questions about the crime scene that she's trying to solve, she reverts back to her own beliefs about predators 
and their nature. And that ends up hurting Nick's feelings. Like I said, it's a great movie with lots of teaching points. But the ultimate one that I want us to walk away with today is that the way that we treat one another, the way that we love one another, and the way that we judge one another really changes things for people. Our words matter and our words hurt. One of the things that I was taught years ago is that hurting people hurt people. So when we find ourselves on the receiving end of being hurt, I would encourage us to stop and think about perhaps what that person that is imposing those thoughts and actions on us, what might they be going through? What would cause them to act and treat us that way? If we start looking at things with eyes like that and with bigger perspective, perhaps it can change things for us and change things in our relationships with one another. Hear these words from the Apostle Paul. Forget about deciding what's right for each other. Here's what you need to be concerned about, that you don't get in the way of someone else. Don't make life more difficult than it already is. I am convinced, and Jesus convinced me, that everything as it is in itself is holy. We, of course, by the way we treat it or talk about it, can contaminate it. If you confuse others by making a big issue over what they eat or don't eat, you're no longer a companion with them in love, are you? These, remember, are people for whom Christ died. Would you risk sending them to hell over an item in their diet? Don't you dare let a piece of God-blessed food become an occasion of soul poisoning. God's kingdom isn't a matter of what you put in your stomach, for goodness sake. It's what God does with your life as he sets it right, puts it together, and completes it with joy. Your task is to single-mindedly serve Christ. Do that, and you'll kill two birds with one stone pleasing the God above you and proving your worth to the people around you. So let's agree to use all our energy in getting along with each other. Help others with encouraging words. Don't drag them down by finding fault. You're certainly not going to permit an argument over what is served or not served at supper to wreck God's work among you, are you? I said it before and I'll say it again. All food is good, but it can turn bad if you use it badly if you use it to trip others up and send them sprawling. So when you sit down to a meal, your primary concern should not be to feed your own face, but to share the life of Jesus. So be sensitive and courteous to the others who are eating. Don't eat or do or say things that might interfere with the free exchange of love. May we be a people that go about living a life of love. Go in peace. Amen.